0: wow like you're just you're taking this so well like you're so positive blah blah i'm like that's the only choice it's the only choice with a shit hand i'm done
1: i'm done done feeling sorry for myself yeah
0: i remember like being kind of disgusted with myself for using
1: beauty filters i'm the
0: same way i'm the exact same way you're not owed anything so like Mm -hmm. everything want you got to go
1: get. It. I get so many comments that are like, oh like how can you like, you know, be so like happy when your skin looks like that? Do you want me to like sit in a corner and cry about it for like the next 5 years until it maybe goes away like It's time to get loud. Welcome back to Loud Talk with Lavi, a podcast where we break down the walls of beauty standards one flaw at a time. And today I have such a special guest, Taylor E. Ford. Thank you so much for joining me today, Taylor. No problem. I'm happy to be here. Excited to be here. Very good. So how have you been? I feel like we, well, one, I haven't seen you in like months or like we haven't really chatted either. Yeah, true. I guess the last time it was when you were here in Toronto for the, like, Indeed Labs thing or whatever. Yes. And then I came to your improv show, which still to this day was, like, one of the best nights of my life. So, like, <laughs> that was so I'm much glad. <laughs> Actually, you like, like since then, um, me and my boyfriend have went to a couple comedy shows. And every time we go, like, I just think about that night. Because, like, you know, some comedy shows, like, they're really good. And then other ones, you're sitting there like, oh, yes. gosh, what did we pay for? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah it can really go either way that's really great and you're getting married soon well I don't know how soon but like you're engaged now that's a yes that's a big update since last time we talked yes yeah it should be like in a year like we're hoping 2024 so right and let's talk about that for a second because you literally I think created like a new term um rat bride
0: (laughs) (laughs) yes Yeah, I think I am, like, the term creator. Like, I even Googled it because I'm, like, I don't want to steal someone else's thunder if someone else, like, came up with
1: this. Right. The
0: only other thing is, like, a Zootopia character and, like, a Nutcracker potential character. Yeah. But, yeah, essentially it's just, like, a human where, like, the the wedding process just doesn't suit them. And you just constantly have rat reactions instead Mm -hmm. of normal, like, bridal instincts. It's, like, no, I hate it. I'm hating everything.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I'm a rat there you go I love how you just like embraced it and like now like I think so many people are commenting on your videos too like saying how much they relate to you on this because I do think the whole I mean not that I've you know gotten married yet or like have been through that process but I do think it is really romanticized like the whole process yeah and like for me like I haven't even been through it yet and anytime I think of like wedding stuff it just stresses me out
0: yeah yeah it's it's completely romanticized and the industry is effed up I don't know if you swear on this podcast but it's messed up Um,
1: (laughs) you can swear all you want
0: (laughs) it's like this pressure for for what like my rat zone like when I get in the rat zone of just like
1: the rat brain I'm like
0: for what like we're spending this much money for what what? to say I love you that's how I
1: feel too like it's like it doesn't scare me to get married of like the actual like marriage you know yes but the whole process like I have some friends you know getting married soon it's like the amount of events oh or like it, it's it's crazy and it's like this is not even for me so I couldn't even imagine like how much stressful how much stress it would cause if I'm like planning all of this for myself
0: yeah it's pretty crazy and it's like I'm like I want to do it like my rational brain exists too where I'm like you know you only do this once like it's very special I can't wait to marry Zach like all the nice things but then right. the rat just steps in and is like like go to city hall like this is stupid
1: (laughs) so what are you guys doing like in terms of events and what are you not doing
0: so it's 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 also tough to navigate with weddings like people's expectations like in families and stuff so like there is that um if I had it my way it'd be like a little different but we are going to do like I think the proper 100 person wedding which is not what I not what I wanted but like I'll do it. Like if that's Zach's dream, like you also don't want to crush your partner's dream. Right. You know what I mean? There, there are their dream wedding. There's two people, but um, we just did our own, like I took my own engagement photos. So it mm-hmm. was kind of like a rat hack that I had. Cause I'm like, I'm going to hate it if I go with like a photographer and we're in public and she's got a freaking camera and I'm wearing some, I'm like, I can't, I can't. So we just shot our engagement photos on iPhone, which was I fun. I love that. Yeah. It was like really fun. So like that was a good like rat hack. Um, I'm not doing a stag and dough. I can't. Um, I don't want bridal showers I like I don't I don't need them Um, I'm sure there will be some because then people want to do it for you like that's the other thing like it like breaks people's hearts when they're like I can't throw you a bridal shower like you know like moms they dream of doing that you know so it's it's so tough um looking forward to the bachelorette I think that would be fun (laughs) yeah that one's not so bad but I also told my girls I'm like I don't really need to be celebrated the entire time just like one dinner on like a girl's trip would be like fine for me so
1: I don't know it's just crazy it's a
0: crazy journey
1: yeah oh I bet and like are there anything that you guys have discussed that you're maybe doing like at your actual wedding that maybe isn't as like traditional or like what people would expect maybe
0: like I don't know if we have anything yet yet but I you like speak full circle like I love comedy so like I kind of lean more towards like just like it being fun rather than it being like an intense romantic thing Mm -hmm. Um, so I would love to do just like some yeah more non-traditional just like fun things at the wedding like I don't know if I really want like a serious first dance like Mm -hmm. I'd kind of rather like do a really cheesy routine and make fun of it and just like have fun like Mm -hmm you know but um yeah we'll see we're definitely gonna do the all the pictures before the wedding which a lot of people are doing now like the first look and then you just like get all your shit done and then like then you can just go enjoy I like that idea so yeah so far I haven't come up with anything too good but again I think it's because like as a rat like I also don't want like a lot of attention I don't need any like um show-stopping moments I just
1: want to get through the thing right 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 no that does sound like a lot and like I I don't even know because like I feel like so many girls like they like grow up thinking of exactly like the type of wedding they want and stuff like I don't think I've ever thought about that like a day in my life until people have asked me about it and then I'm like I have no idea like I know I want like like a bigger wedding just because that's what I grew up with like culturally like they were all big but like other than that like I have zero clue so I'm like I don't know and then then you add in like it's all fun and games to think
0: about it but then when you add in like the checkbook and it's your bank account doing the like that's gonna pull up to the table for these dreams you have it's like oh never mind
1: yeah like we're we're good
0: (laughs) actually we're good (laughs) you know what flowers who needs those like it's that's, like, the one sad, like, I love flowers. Those
1: suckers are so expensive. Like, it's not happening.
0: It ain't happening. Like, I would love beautiful flowers ever. It's it's not happening. <laughs>
1: yeah. No, some things you just got to reel it back into reality and be like, yep.
0: <laughs> it's, yep. <laughs> not happening. It's yeah it's, it's really crazy like the wedding industry and all the pressure and like you know I know you like debunk beauty standards here and like like talk about brides like it's the most intense pressure I've ever felt to look perfect Is like right. that day like I'm
1: already stressed
0: about it you know
1: well definitely it's- like even growing up just watching like I don't know like say yes to the dress and all this stuff and it's like yeah. everyone puts so much pressure on like looking good for that day in terms of like oh I need to lose 10 pounds by my wedding day and I yeah. need to make sure my skin is at its clearest or my hair blah yeah. blah or Whatever it is, and it's like, why, like, yeah, it is like a very special day, but at the end of the day, it's just one day to the start of like your whole marriage, and like, exactly, at also, like, you're marrying the person like you love, and that, like, you know, hopefully loves you back the same way. So, it's like, at the end of the day, like, it doesn't matter that much, and there's this pressure. But I did want to ask you, like, you know, since you are like also a content creator, do you feel pressure in terms of the wedding to like provide content? to like your viewers yes it's like a weird that's what I'm like trying to explain to my family because I think that's like a big
0: part of like the rat is like I'm not really going down this process the way I would have if I wasn't a content creator I would have let the rat like fully win if I wasn't a content creator like I would have been like I don't want a thing and nothing needs to be perfect Mm -hmm. and I you know like all this stuff but you do feel like these weird pressures which you can like rationalize them in your head and be like that's stupid like you don't need to think of it Is anything else? And everyone will tell you, like, it's your day. Like, as long as you have fun. But at the same time, like, a regular person feels insane pressure pressure to throw the perfect party. So then when you add the fact that, like, a lot of eyes are going to be on it and not all of them love you. Like, some of them are,
1: like, might hate on it. Watching in spite, yeah.
0: Yeah, it's like this weird extra pressure. Or if you don't do something, like, people would imagine. Like, sometimes they get comments from followers that are like, like, I can't wait to see what you do with this. And I'm like, I wasn't even going to do that. Do oh. I need to do that? Should I? Oh, shoot. Like, like, should I do Maybe that? You don't even think all, about. Yeah, it's all stupid and superficial, but it does weigh on you. Like, I think, I don't know, like anything does. Because as I said, like um, a person with a regular job, you know, going into this is still experiencing stressed, like massive yeah. amount of pressure. So then, yeah, when you just kind of factor in that, like, obviously you're going to post about it you know like it's a great piece of content you know mm-hmm. and it's fun to share and all this stuff and I don't know just trying to remind myself that like my sister said the best thing to me when I was like stressing out about my wedding dress like because like, I picked a dress and like then I cried for like three days after picking it like I love it but I freaked oh, out I was, like, I, you know I was like everyone's gonna call it chuggy online like was gonna be like it's chuggy it's chuggy like you know cause oh because like, they all kind of are like you know what I mean like yeah I'm yeah you can afford like a you know whatever stunning supermodel moment I can't you know um but she said like it's not the dress that makes the wedding it's the love that makes the wedding like that's what makes people excited about things is when they can see like an authentic love and an authentic excitement that's when Mm -hmm. things are like great to watch so you just have to hold on to stuff like that
1: absolutely no I I agree with that and that's the thing like you know as you said like someone with a regular job is already stressed and everything about the wedding process but now you just have a whole another layer and hundreds of thousands of eyes waiting to judge you on your every move Uh, with that being said though like are you guys thinking of like you know like getting the wedding like recorded like are you gonna like have your phone on you like I don't seem like you don't seem like the type of person that like would like kind of have your phone on you like during it but like how are you gonna kind of take like the content side of things during that
0: yeah it's funny like I I've thought about it because like in one way, I think it would relax me to work. Okay. Like, I think it like really helped me to just like think it's fun and do my little skits, make just my little Just another videos. day, yeah. Yeah, because that's like what grounds me sometimes. Like, I really enjoy like something I think we have both done with like things that have made us insecure is like put them out there. Yes. Right? Like, I'm going to be brave about this. I'm going to use this. I'm going to be loud, you know, like exactly what your podcast is. And so it's like, it's kind of like, I'm like, oh, it could be helpful to just really like have fun with it. Mm-hmm blog it but at the same time then I, I don't want to hear the comments of like ew like she's not she's not taking in the moment authentically like, oh, right. like you can't freaking win like you just no. can't you know so I, I don't know like and then I thought maybe to ask like a friend um to just film content throughout the mm-hmm. day you know, something like that. Um, But then I I really like privacy. So, like, adding someone else to the room for me is, like, ugh, like I don't want anyone else watching right. me. Like, I really like doing things on my own, not being looked at, like, by other... Uh, I don't know. So that is an interesting question. We'll see what I end up with. Part of me is, like, just enjoy it for yourself. And then mm-hmm. the other part of me is, like, it's just another day. Like, and mm-hmm. it's fun. It's really fun for me to make content. Like, I really like being...
1: A content creator you know right well speaking of content creator I don't think I actually know like how did you get into content creating yeah well it's through like wanting to be like
0: an actor and a comedian Mm -hmm. I was like in improv and like starting to do like the odd show and then um the pandemic hit and I was like oh like this sucks like I was just starting to you know get on stage I missed that right so I started doing skits on I first posted a really stupid skit on Instagram okay and it got like a really bad reception on Instagram and at the time I only had like 2,000 followers so like already like a a pool of 2,000 was like we don't like this like we're not like because I was being a freak like I was being weird like I was just being like dumb comedy like whatever yeah and uh, then someone I think it might have been not a hate comment but like you could interpret it either way someone said like you should go on TikTok they like that kind of video there and, you know because it was just very clear like this isn't what instagram wants like right. stop doing that here you know i um, mean they're
1: not wrong like instagram so, is yeah. so much more like polished and perfect whereas tiktok like yeah. you could wake up straight out of bed like say what you yes. need to say and people will be like yep this is what yep. we need exactly
0: so then i started posting like my stupid like skits on tiktok and then they started like blowing up and yeah i I'd never really thought of being a content creator kind of just wanted to like test my comedy like on an audience over the pandemic because mm-hmm. I couldn't, couldn't do that anymore. I couldn't grow anymore in the way that I wanted to. And I was like, okay, right. like, I, like I get maybe like some feedback this way. And then it just really obviously took off and snowballed. And I was like, Oh, sick. Okay,
1: cool. <laughs> you know? Wow. So how long have you been on TikTok then? Since the end of 2019. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. So and I then... quit, like,
0: that's, that's when the one, that's when like, I had posted like an Instagram video and someone was like, you should get over there. So I, posted like one video in 2019 and then when the pandemic started I was like
1: maybe I'll start throwing stuff back on that app I I tried right interesting and like so growing up because I know like there's so many content creators like me being one of them whereas like growing up like we always like made content like I would make videos with my brother at like the age of like I don't know like six years old and stuff like I was always making videos and stuff like did you ever kind of try content creating or were you one of those people who like tried posting YouTube videos like when you were younger like
0: I never did any of that but I think I did like kind of like an adjacent like with creativity like I was always like that kid like I was making like rock art outside and my parents would like take a picture of it I was always making things like I've always loved just making things I would do Mm -hmm. puppet shows with my beanie babies like and i'd invite my parents and my family in my room to watch my puppet shows and i've always been mm-hmm. like putting on a spectacle like i've always been like if you look at pictures of me as a child it's like oh <laughs> that kid you know is, is giving theater kid you know like ever <laughs> since like, a very young age uh-huh. um so there was that and then um i was very obsessed with america's necktop model okay so my friends and i in high school would take like all kinds of like modely photos, but I yeah. know I never posted them anywhere. I never really thought of the content creation space until I really went into acting and content creation became like a bit of a cool thing where I was like, wow, like normally actors and comedians in the past they didn't really have any control on their career. Like they had to be seen by the right person, mm-hmm. by them coming to their show. Like it's really hard. Yes. Or getting in the right audition room. You physically had to Yeah, that exposure. Make that yeah. yeah and so when social media started coming up and I was graduating my master's in acting I was like I should really start trying to just like put my face out mm-hmm. there because like seems like that's like a cool way to like get in one of those rooms like now there's like this internet room you could maybe get on right um, so that's kind of where it like came from that I started a bit of an Instagram I had not heard of TikTok until I got that
1: comment and then I was like
0: thankful to that person forever because they were right
1: right <laughs> like, <laughs> interesting and then so how did you kind of transition obviously you still post your skits and like you still do the whole comedy thing which I think is awesome but how did you kind of transition kind of more into the beauty space as well
0: yeah so like well some of the first skits was um I don't know why like I'm sure Sephora will never work with me but it was making fun of Sephora (laughs) and like the experience of someone with acne going in a Sephora right so like, like, I think they were like quite relatable and like at the time, I didn't really realize that it could become anything, so I wasn't filtered in terms of like, oh, I could work with these people
1: potentially. You just nope. said what you wanted to say, yeah. Oh yeah, and
0: then it's like, <laughs>
1: yeah, like <laughs> I haven't seen <laughs> that hard. skip, but that experience I think anyone with acne can relate because the way I like am treated when I walk into a Sephora when I'm like makeup free versus when I have a full yes. glam on, yes, completely different. Like, yeah, it's insane. Yeah.
0: And sometimes you have a great experience in Sephora. Like, trust me, I'm addicted
1: to Sephora. I love her. (laughs) Take all my money. (laughs) Yeah, like, literally, like,
0: it does, you know. Mm -hmm. Um, But sometimes, like, especially before I had, like, the confidence with the acne, it really, like, affected me. And so. Absolutely. You know, yeah. Or, like, you'd go in. Like, I just. One skit was, like, I was going in for, like, a foundation. And instead, I was, like, brought to the acne cream.
1: Yes. Like,
0: I did not even bring up my acne. Like. Yeah. yeah
1: well it's always so funny because even like when I go now recently and I'm not wearing makeup and like you know you get that unsolicited advice of like you should try this cleanser or whatever and I like look at the cleanser they're pointing out to me or whatever cream it is whatever yeah. and it's like oh I just did an ad for that product <laughs> like yeah. two months ago but like I, I'm not going to tell them that but no, like sometimes exactly. I really want to to be like yeah I work with that brand actually <laughs> like, yes. you know yeah yeah exactly to, like like give it to me yeah like yeah
0: yeah, actually, I exactly. just got
1: PR from them like a week ago. Yeah. But thanks for the rec But <laughs>
0: okay, yeah. yeah also, sorry funny. for the sirens. I live in Toronto, and it's an unfortunate just regularity. So I'm just sorry people
1: hear the sirens. Yeah. No, you're all good. You're all good. Um. So yeah, like, is it kind of crazy looking back, like how you just kind of randomly started posting these skits, and now like you're a content creator, but also like I would say you're known very well in the beauty space as well, which wasn't really your intention
0: yeah it really wasn't like it was just but I just always like I started just getting like this passion for like fighting for like acne and like when I first started on TikTok that was not the case like I used the beauty filter I was so insecure like you know it was it was bad and then I like the more I was on social media the more I was like wow like screw this like why can't acne be celebrated why can't it be beautiful um Mm -hmm. so I think that's what really like pushed me into the beauty space and then sharing what I knew about acne for people because I had had like really bad experiences where even like estheticians had led me wrong in the past or like being really careful who you go to like you need a really good esthetician um don't just attack your acne that's a lesson that was hard to learn like you need to nourish her like Mm -hmm. so it, it just and then slowly like you know how it goes Like you start getting the comments like, oh, what's the makeup routine? Oh, what's your hair routine? Oh, like, what's the skincare? Oh, like, what is transamic acid or like, what is retinol? And so then
1: you it answer those builds, questions
0: yeah. and it and it just like put me right into that niche. And I'll be honest, it's not the niche I want to be in, <laughs> okay? but it's the one I got. Yeah. <laughs> Um, and I'm trying right now to move out of it. Not because I hate it, because I obviously love it. Like, I'm beauty obsessed. Like, yes. it, it's great. But at the end of the day, I'd really like to be doing comedy. And the era of, like, makeup and skincare skits is gone. Mm. You know? So then I'm like, oh, shoot. I can't really do my... When I could do comedy at the same time, it was great. You know? That was, like, fun for me. Right. Um, but now I'm, like, trying to move into just, like, either, like, vlogs or more of, like... like ho- I just want to entertain people is what right. I like to do so it's yeah it's interesting navigating now like I'm sure like ever since you started posting like the landscape shifts and you got to keep moving with it you know yeah
1: exactly and like some videos are doing good you're like perfect I found my thing let me keep posting these and then they do so shit and you're like well that lasted a week yeah like (laughs) cool I feel great and like like, sometimes the internet really picks your niche for you and you have no control over it like you said Mm -hmm. so um like now sometimes like when I'll post like outside of like skincare you know, and even sometimes, like, even when I just post makeup videos, people are like, okay, okay, like, we don't really care about the makeup, like, talk about your skin, that's like, well, I've yes. talked about it already, you know, like, yeah. I'm not gonna make every video about, like, what I've been doing, right, because it's like, what's just so,
0: <laughs> yeah, like, <laughs> yeah. what's so interesting is, like, with social media, um, this whole niche thing is kind of, like, ruining humans and then they're like because if they think that it's almost like tv it's like i'm turning on this channel because this is the nature channel and i want to see nature or whatever it is that's a great way to put it lavinia does acne and she makes me feel good about my acne that's what i want to hear from her yeah So when they're like trying to turn in your channel and you're not doing that they're like but that's what you do like that's why I come that's here that's why I'm following you yes and yeah. I so get that because I'm you know I'm a consumer of social media too you know you follow who you like for all these reasons but then no it makes sense it's just... when you're trapped in a niche yeah. you're like but I'm a dynamic human like I want to yeah. talk about other things I,
1: I have other things to share um, yeah. but then on the <laughs> other hand I get comments so much that are like oh all she talks about is her acne she like this is the only reason she has a career blah 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 and I'm like okay so I post other stuff and then you're like no no no, I don't care (laughs) go back and it's like oh you talk too much about this so you never win but you know what it's a it's a fun fun and crazy world so like how have you kind of been trying to kind of escape the beauty niche I've just been trying to like
0: shift things into more like a lifestyle because okay. I always will love beauty. I will always love makeup and I'll always want to talk about skincare, yeah, but I just like, to, yeah, I'd like a more of a balance and just be able to like share more about like my acting or like my comedy nights mm-hmm. and like the comedy that I am doing, like outside of things. And yeah, again, I don't know if like posting skits online is really the thing at the moment. It really was a thing during 2020, right? Cause like we were all stuck in our homes We'd all watched all the TV we could possibly watch. It was a great time for comedy and skits. Mm-hmm. But now it seems to be moving into like vlogs, like people like aspirational stuff. Like, I don't know. I'm just trying to figure it out. But I, at the end of the day, yeah, I'd love to. I just like making people laugh. So like the rap ride thing I think is really fun because I'd like to help people laugh at the wedding process. You know, like all these, you know, that's kind of more of interest to me It's just like, yeah adding laughter to like things that don't have laughter which is what I kind of did with skincare and makeup but like that's ran its course and I'm Mm -hmm. like okay how do I inject laughter into something else or I don't know and it's it's
1: it's tough it's I don't know what to do with it
0: I'm in I'm in a bit of a flop like I'm like a bit of a flopper at the moment as I try to like figure it all out
1: well I know we were texting about it and that's kind of how I feel too because I was like what am I like what am I doing you know like you get in those moments where you kind of sit back and you're like is my career <laughs> over?
0: You know? Yeah, yeah. I'm it's, I'm it's really terrifying. one of those right now.
1: But yeah. uh are you like you do content basically full time outside of like acting, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, at the so moment. Does it scare you like as you're kind of escaping like the beauty niche? Because we all know like in beauty there's so much like ads yes. and money and like opportunities and stuff. Does it scare you like kind of leaving that niche like job wise and like I guess like money yeah. security wise? Cause like that is a part of it as well for sure
0: for sure and it, it is scary and I think a lot of people just wouldn't do it but the at the end of the day I'm not online to do that like I'm right. not online to make money through content creation I'm trying to use content creation to get to acting where and comedy. you want to be yeah so I just have to honor that and try to just keep chasing that because I think if I you know how it is like if you always choose money like you're you're selling yes. like kind of like the dream in a way but yes. at the same time, like life is really hard right now you need money it's obviously stressful yes. I'm freaking out daily about it because like the views go down less brands are reaching out like it's it's hard it's scary but at the end of the day I just have to tell myself like you didn't get into this to be a beauty content creator you mm-hmm. got into this to try to get on a Netflix sitcoms. Yeah. so you got to just keep
1: chasing that yeah and all these other opportunities are just like a bonus thing that you got to experience so exactly no, I, I definitely agree with that and I have to like come back to that mindset sometimes too and you know since I'll be coming out with like a skincare line soon I I had to sit down and think it's like well how will that affect how many like sponsorships I take on right because like I'd probably want to put more focus into like my line right so like yeah that will probably mean like less sponsorships right off the bat but like if I have this goal like I have to follow through with that and not worry about like the effects like in the short run so
0: exactly and like if you want to get analytical about it like audiences are not stupid like they know what's authentic you know they catch absolutely. on absolutely they can read you like a book so at the end of the day it doesn't pay off no. it might pay off in the short term but if you're trying to do this long term you got to just stay true follow yes. like your inner compass you've got it right you got here at yeah. the end of the day all of this is extra all of this is a miracle that's how I look at it like It's all a freaking bonus absolutely you know yeah yeah Yeah.
1: like I'm in school right now still like studying engineering and stuff like you know like the fact that I can do content creation and like basically you know make a like steady income off of it like is a blessing but I see I mean we've had conversations like in private talking about you know like creators who enter the space because they do see all the great opportunities that can come and they kind of get wrapped up in that and then when it starts kind of fading away because let's face it you can't be viral forever um people get scared and they take every single sponsorship that they can pick up and it does start to feel inauthentic so um if there's any creators listening in like you know as you said like listen to that inner compass and it's scary but like the next opportunity will come and the next door will open for you on the path that you're supposed to be on so i do want to kind of switch gears a little bit here um and talk to you. Obviously, like you came online, you know, talked a bit about your acne. Like, was it more so because people were like pointing it out and you just had to talk about it, or was it just something you want to talk about because it was a part of your life at the time?
0: Yeah, it was more, uh, it was a part of my life. I just kind of reached a breaking point. Like, I remember, I remember like being kind of disgusted with myself for using beauty filters to hide. Like, I had right. this huge, just like, you know, I was very unhappy. I was very insecure. I was crying a lot because of my acne. I was eating weird because of my acne. Like I was letting acne just like fully ruin my life. And I had that, like, you know, when you hit rock bottom, there's only like one place to go and that's up, you know? And so it was just kind of like absolute rock bottom where I got so mad at beauty standards. So incredibly mad that the only other option is to go the full other way and be like, F you. Like, I'm not obeying this anymore I'm so done you know but it's a you know it's a constant battle because we're all faced with like perfection every day and there's there's still days where it gets to me. Like I said, like with my wedding, I'm already like nervous about the acne. Like it's always going to get to you. But I was like, I don't want to be a part of the the hiding anymore. Like I want to be a part of normalization and everything that comes with normalization. Like I don't want to, I'm very transparent about it. Like I want to talk about when I lean back into wanting to fit into the beauty standard. I talk about when I'm like, no, this is weird. Like, or I had this weird moment today where I wanted lip. Cream. I was like, whoa, like where did that come from? Yes. Like, I'm watch, you know, like, how is that infiltrating my brain? Like, this is weird, you know, because I just I do get freaked out about it. Sometimes when I think of others, and I think of what really, like, got me to talk about my acne was thinking of others in my situation. And I was like, I don't want anyone to feel like this. Like, I genuinely I just, I can't believe we're made to feel like this. It's messed up that the narrative is this. I'm so tired of it. I don't mm-hmm. I want to fight against it so it was just kind of like a bit of a, a bit of a freak out <laughs> right yeah.
1: no and it, it is a constant battle because I always get comments asking like how are you so confident in your skin like how are you able to show your skin and it's like there's days where I absolutely don't want to do it right but it's yeah. like you got to power through it and it's all a journey and I think social media keeps me accountable for that because it's mm-hmm. like if I don't want to show up for myself one day I'll at least show up for other people because like you said yeah. I don't want other people feeling this way and then by, like, forcing myself to, like, show my skin that day where I feel, like, shitty about it, it's, like, once I do it, I'm, like, oh, that wasn't as scary (laughs) as it, like, yes, and it's, like, it's just a constant reassurance, and obviously, there's some days where, like, yeah, I'm, like, fuck beauty standards, like, never doing that, but, like, you mentioned lip filler right there, like, I got so many comments recently that, like, girl, you need lip filler, like, right, I get that a lot, (laughs) yeah, and, like, growing up, I was always told that I look, like, a young version of Kylie Jenner so then as she started like getting filler and stuff like that definitely messed with me as like a kid and stuff right and just the other day like I was at um I was getting like this laser treatment they were just telling me about what other treatments they were like doing and stuff and um I've been looking to get like underarm Botox for a while and then I was like thinking I'm like do I need anything in my face and then I'm like whoa 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 like I was like snap out of it like where where what what rabbit hole are we going down right now yeah because I'm like we're not doing that you know so and like nothing wrong with like if you want to change how you look and stuff it's just like you don't need to do and I think that's the constant fight we all fight because it's like you know society and especially social media amplifies it so much more that we need to look a certain way um and so many things are so out of our control which like you know we all try to fit into this mold of like whether it's skin or like a body type or whatever but it's like no matter what you do like you may you're never gonna look exactly like somebody else you know you even see like the people who go through I don't even know like what they say like if you've ever seen like the real life Barbie or the real life Ken yeah like go through like 140 plastic surgeries and they look yeah. nothing like the the yep. doll right so it's like you yeah. can't achieve that
0: no and it's and it's tough like it's like because I can see it both ways like part of me is like I just want to be sure like if I ever went and got like a lip flip for example because my lips are like an insecurity of mine they always have been like I do get the hate comments of like (laughs) you need filler like you know if I ever did like I wouldn't be mad at myself I just want to make sure that when I do it I'm sure and that the path I took to get there was a path of like understanding and a want from within not a want from what I'm like from all the noise what you're
1: seeing the noise Yeah. yeah that's a great way to put it yeah and like just understand that like okay once I get this like it will actually bring me like some joy rather than like you yeah. get it you look in the mirror and you're like fuck I still exactly. don't know how to look
0: you know? <laughs> if you don't do the inner work to get there I think yeah it's it's not gonna feel as good and you might end up getting more than you maybe would have if you had just done the inner work and you know and if you get, end up with that decision because part of my brain's like hey you know what we're on a floating rock it really doesn't effing matter you wanna do what's fun?" like yeah but it really, like, life barely matters. Like, like you know, like, I have a very dark, like, outlook on this because of diabetes. But, like, you know, like, one day my freaking pancreas just shut off. Like, life is stupid. Like, it's crazy. Like, it's like a video game. And, and you know, it doesn't really matter... The moves you make as long as you're happy mm-hmm. so like if you want to do the things to be happy then then do them mm-hmm. but i think like the best success stories with plastic surgery and getting work done are the ones where it's like this was a very deep inner wand that i thought about yes and came to the decision in a really clear journaled headspace, like yes. you know like more internal in rather than
1: external yeah yeah so now, your power moment i do want to talk because like you mentioned there and obviously like you have made you know, the fact that you have type one, like very public, you talk about it all the time. You're a huge advocate of like, you know, showing off your medical equipment and like not being ashamed of it, which I absolutely love. But can you walk me through of like kind of that process of like finding out that you did have type one and how that experience was for you and any of the hardships as well that you went through during that
0: time? Yeah. So it was like 2020. So it was like Almost three years ago now. Okay. Um, And it was type 1 diabetes, which I didn't even know you could get, like, in your (laughs) mid-20s. I did not (laughs) know that. And um, so I just, like, started getting really sick. But it was obviously during the pandemic. So nobody was, like, going to hospitals. And all the the doctor calls were, like, on the phone if you could. You know, it was, like, Mm locked out. Um, and I lost like 40 pounds. I was really weak and shaky and nauseous. Um, I was extremely sick. Like my legs would be quaking. And then eventually I lost feeling in like my left leg. Like it was, it was like kind of numb in my calf. Um, I had my period every two weeks for two weeks. Like my body was just like, it was just like, I was like, Oh my gosh, like something is really wrong. And I went to the doctor once and he just thought it was my birth control. So I did not get help there of course uh, I, I know and then i go again and i'm like i can't feel my leg and he's like well are you very active i was like i do yoga he's like you probably pinched a nerve so i didn't get help that time um and nobody was just asking me the right question so it's actually like a really tough process like because if so if he had just like numbness in the legs for example is like a really huge indicator um mm-hmm. and so if he had just done a follow-up question like do you go pee every 30 minutes i would have been like yeah and you would have been like, oh, we should check you for diabetes. <laughs> like, Because basically, like, your ketones are so high, your body just flushes, like, all your oh, fluids. okay. You're severely dehydrated. You're peeing all the time. You're super nauseous. Like, and you are dying. Like, you can last, I think, about six months without the function of your pancreas. Um, wow. So, like, your body is dying. And then, um, so I was feeling like a sick. So then they caught it probably, I was really ill like I think I would have been really close to a hospitalization but finally like the doctor gave me a blood test and then it just came back and then I was immediately rushed in for more blood tests and it was terrifying and I was completely shocked and they thought I had cancer because okay. they were just like so shocked at like the blood results because like everything was just kind of messed up but I think like it's all cleared up now like I think it was just because I had gone so long without getting the proper diagnosis mm-hmm. my body was, like freaking out and yeah so it was a very dramatic time um so yeah, it was it was tough it was really it was really tough and it just like kind of just felt like the universe had given me another kick and I just didn't understand why and mm-hmm. I really like to understand why like I always am like one of those like everything happens for a reason girlies. I'm the same
1: way I'm the exact yeah. same way and I'm like okay but like I get you're like trying to you know teach yeah. me something yeah. but like yeah. let's get so to why? it you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
0: Like, yeah why me again like mm-hmm. stop picking on me because
1: there's some <laughs> other things in my life where
0: I was like hmm, I, I seem to be going through a bit more than my peers. Like, can we chill?
1: Like... Get you're trying to make you the strongest human, but like...
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, literally. So it was like, that was more like the, the challenge was just like being very angry at the at the universe for a bit there. Um, But then you move on and you find a new normal. And that's really what it is. You just have to mourn. The mourning of my past self was tough. Like, I really felt like I had died. Like, I couldn't get wow. over who I was because I felt like I had died. I didn't know who I was anymore with this because for me, especially, I think like one of my like qualities that I would have always like identified myself with was my energy. Okay. And I have half the energy I used to have. That's it's like bringing a tear to my eye right now. Like I miss her. I really miss her. Why am I crying?
1: Oh. Is tough,
0: but like, I miss her. And so that was, like, the biggest hurdle is, like, I'm not her anymore. Like, who am I now? Because I couldn't just, like, get up in the morning and be Mm -hmm. the burst of energy and blah, blah, blah. blah. Um, So that was, like, a big hurdle and just understanding, like, a new way to, like, write out your life. And then all these scary side effects was also, like, a weight on me. And it just, you just really have to rewrite how you saw your life going. And, like, you're just responsible for way more things now. But at the end of the day, you can live a really great life with type one it's just harder and the the new normal does come but getting to that is really tough
1: so what were like the hardest adjustments i would i would say like in your day-to-day life that you had to go through
0: basically it's just like you have to be your pancreas like it does a lot of work for you and the there's no cure to this disease like there's no pill you can take that like will regulate it for you yeah you're you have to do the math you have to do the carb counting you have to do the dosing of the insulin like you have to get that right because the Mm -hmm. insulin kill you um and that's what a low is like if you don't catch a low like if you don't put sugar back in like you go into a diabetic coma and you would die or like you know really bad things would happen right and then dream highs you have to manage those as well so like you're just constantly 24 7 kind of chained to this and mm-hmm. I think that's a bigger adjustment and like everything I do you know like I was at a wedding on Saturday and it's like you're freaking out that you got your numbers right because I don't want my medical equipment to go off during this wedding or I don't want to take away from other people like during this wedding, you know, and just always—it's just always on your mind right. to just managing it. So that's the biggest like daily adjustment. It's not right. like the management of it. Well, the management is tough, and you like never get it perfect. It feels like, but I was actually pretty okay with the needles and the the all the crap. I was like, okay, okay, okay. I'll do. I'll shove this in my leg. Like, okay, all right. You God, know, do what you gotta do it.
1: Gotta do type thing. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. I did okay with that. It's just more the the weight of it that was like the bigger adjustment
1: Mm -hmm. and like do you feel like it's also because like you can kind kind of never like catch a break from it like it's like something you're always gonna have to do
0: yes yeah it's called diabetic burnout like we all know burnout but so diabetic burnout it's like you can get very exhausted by the weight and the constant management and you you genuinely just there's no minute of the day that you get off like yeah And that's just kind of like what that disease is. And it's also like it plays games with you. Like, oh, my God, it can be just so horrible. And you don't know why, you know, like, you don't know what you did wrong. Like, why Mm -hmm. do I feel horrible today? Like, Or you have a low in the middle of a dog walk and you're like, I just want to be like any other girly on her hot girl walk right now. But I feel like trash. Yeah. And it's just, yeah, it's it can be a lot, but. It's also like, you know, all the all the toxic positivity things, it's strengthening, it's character building, right. it's, uh, it's, it's those things as well, but it is at the end of the day, just like a really hard thing to have. And I don't wish it upon anyone, just like any disease, you know, right. it affects, it just changes life.
1: It shifts life, you know? Mm-hmm. And do you feel, I mean, I'm assuming you felt this way in that moment, but do you feel like you almost lost control over like your own body when you found yes. out?
0: Oh, I, and I lost complete trust in my body. And I still have lost that trust. Like, I I just don't trust her. I just feel like I'm in, like, a ticking time bomb. Like, it just, like... Yeah, so, like, that was, like, a real weird, like, relationship with my body as well. Because, like, when you're just, like, healthy, you just really take it for granted.
1: Yes.
0: (laughs) And uh, when it's gone, it's gone. And it's really shocking. And then you're just kind of scared as to, like, what else could happen. Because, you know, other things have kind of gone, you know, like, I'm, I'm high risk for another autoimmune disease at the moment. Because they tend to stack not for everyone but they can and so it yeah it just feels like this constant battle and you don't want to like hate your body but i often feel very like trapped in my body which is like a tough and frustrating experience just again as someone with who identifies being high energy Mm -hmm. it's just like like you don't align like you suck like (laughs) this is not what i want to be stuck in you know right um which i think like is probably relatable to anyone with a disease or like disability um it's just those feelings of like ah like i don't like it you know, it officially becomes a skin suit i don't know if anyone's mm. like, not, like you know like sometimes that's like used as like a positive thing like it's just like a skin suit um but it genuinely just becomes that to you you're like this is annoying i'm trapped in this body that doesn't want to work like everybody else's right
1: did you find like obviously i mean we've talked before um about kind of that comparing yourself to other people on social media in terms of like your skin and stuff but like did you find you were doing that same comparison like with your body and like kind of thinking like you know to the universe like why me and like you know other 20 year olds don't have to go through this and like I have to deal with this now
0: yes like but it was funny like kind of uh, it was the first time where the comparison actually entered real world like it was harder being around my friends it was harder being around my my siblings my family Mm -hmm. like that got harder because then it was like you were just like in the room with the fact that you are existing in a tougher with a tougher hand than everyone else. And like, you know, watching um like friends go out on weekends and drink and I just can't really do that. And um you could you can't like, I'm like I'm not trying to like say diabetics can't drink. It's just it's much more dangerous, obviously. And like it's trickier for some than others. And or like watching them like all you know kind of enjoy going to uh, a restaurant and not worrying about like the math to eat that thing or like worrying about like okay if I get this wrong am I gonna um if we go to the movies later like pass out in the movie theater or like be dramatic at the movie theater am I gonna be a walk to the movie theater okay I'll take this much less insulin so it's just like more present um less yeah I think I just like just real it got real real like which was kind of good like to instead of like comparing to online because that Mm -hmm. used to be the thing for sure like just like all these influencers
1: like when they would like complain about one zit and you're like "Ah!" Like, like (laughs) it's like if you're crying like what should I be doing at this point yeah yeah
0: so no it got a little more like real worldy and but it was kind of like a blessing in that sense because um something it has given me is just this really whether it's dark or not and coming from a toxic place but it's just this real ability to be like nothing fucking matters right. nothing yeah. matters man like it's crazy like mm-hmm. when you're mm-hmm. faced with the ability like i could die in my sleep tonight it's like wow nothing
1: yeah. matters. well and it so- just goes to show you like we stress and like become anxious about so many little things in our life like for example yeah as we've talked about like pimples on our face and stuff yeah. and it's like at the end of the day like as long as your body's like yeah like functioning good you're still breathing right like yeah. who cares yeah, if you have acne who cares if like you have this you know it's like we're all just here trying our best yeah. and we're yes. all like dealing with the the cards life has handed us so
0: yeah and it's like that's not to diminish any of those things because I no. still have tough times with my acne uh, there's still of very course, yeah in the world so I don't I don't mean it that way but like yeah sometimes and I think people with other like traumatic experiences like yeah you just go through this kind of like wow life she's not on your side um you can work with her but she mm-hmm. like you can really do what you want with this earth because like things can change on a dime and it just it, it is a cool perspective shift that I didn't expect to be given right. and
1: then it's been, it's been neat to have like so it's been mm-hmm. one positive I do talk a lot about like especially on this podcast as well like internal and external looks of control and telling people that they do have like more control over their life, um, than what they they think they do, right? Because at the end of the day, like, you know, you are dealt certain cars, but it depends kind of how you take that on. Um, and obviously like for you when you got diagnosed type one, like that wasn't really something in your control. You know, it's like, you know, obviously like your your body kind of just kind of decided to do that for you and that wasn't something you could really control. But do you think the way you kind of responded to it, you did have control over?
0: Yes. Yeah, I think I know what you mean. Like it's like I, because everyone kept complimenting me. Like, oh my god! Like everyone be like, wow! Like you're just you're taking this so well. Like you're so positive. Blah blah. I'm like, that's the only choice. It's the only choice with a shit hand. Yeah. Otherwise, the shit hand wins, and yeah. I, I refuse. I refuse. <laughs> like you know yes. it's the only choice like it's the only choice to make jokes it's the only choice to allow it to suck but to just be realistic with it like yep it sucks moving on because yep. this is the freaking hand so yeah I know what you mean like it's you do get that small choice to to sometimes choose like that stubbornness almost it's like a stubbornness like against it like, same
1: with, like, acne. Like, it was, like, the same feeling of, like, you know what? I'm freaking done. I'm, I'm done. done. Like, I'm <laughs> done feeling sorry for myself. Yeah, I, I totally yeah. agree with that because I get so many comments that are, like, oh, like, how can you, like, you know, be so, like, happy when your skin looks like that? And it's, like, well, do you want me to, like, sit in a corner and cry about it for, like, the next five years until it maybe goes away? Like, what yeah. am I supposed to do? Or, like, I can just live my life and yeah. choose to be happy with it, right? And I think that's what so many people like hopefully are working to understand and i i try to like say that a lot in my messages is that like you may not feel like you have control and there are things that you cannot control but that small portion that you can really try to take a handle over it and take that control back and as you said like be stubborn with it because yeah. it will give you that sense of like i actually do have a bit of control a bit of power yeah. over the situation
0: and like I was saying earlier, like some circumstances are so much worse than the one I'm in. So I never want to like compare or say like anyone should be a certain way because like I don't know anyone else's experience. Yeah. We only all know our own. Yes. But even in our in our everyday, like even on like the worst days, I would choose to go ba- buy a bag of mini eggs. Like that was a small choice I could make. Like I could go get my favorite candy mm-hmm. and I could just eat it and F my numbers if they went funny, I can still... Do this, and it's it's just that little bit of like finding the things you can go out and do to have a win today. Like find your wins, and some of us have to fight harder for our wins, you know. Absolutely. Um. But but you can hopefully like not all circumstances. Again, like I never mean to say that, but in in a lot of these shitty hands, there are silver linings of like moments of like. Have you heard the term glimmers? Like instead of um like triggers, it's like glimmers. Like moments of good. It's like find like life hacking to
1: find those you know no absolutely and I've talked before about like how much and I know you've experienced this too with acne like kind of that like lack of control because like everything you do in life seems to affect your skin you know like I go out (laughs) on the weekend and like have an extra piece of cake or whatever and it's like well tomorrow I'm gonna be breaking out you know so I couldn't even imagine like how much more escalated that is like with watching your numbers and all that but like as you said like sometimes when you know how it'll affect your body and like having that well understanding then you're like you know what whatever yeah I'm gonna enjoy yeah. this moment and like I'll deal with it like tomorrow you know so yeah just taking that control back a little bit um and what do you think like what are some of the top I don't even know if should I call them like tips or kind of realizations that helped you get to that point because I'm sure a lot of people are listening to this being like okay like this is all great advice like take that control back but like how do I get there
0: yeah like again classic me you gonna give toxic advice but like <laughs> lean into the anger yeah anger is a powerful emotion like it can it can obviously be bad but it is strong Mm -hmm. do you know what I mean like and so like that's what really helped with the diabetes I was angry I was freaking angry and it was with that anger that I was like no yeah you do not get to dictate my like it's where I found my power again Mm -hmm. Um, so maybe it's using a bit of a toxic emotion, but it's a valid emotion, as long as it's not letting you like lash out at your partners right. or like at the freaking Starbucks worker if they get their <laughs> order wrong. Like, please don't do that. Yeah. But like finding that inner anger of like the fight. There's a mm-hmm. lot of fight in anger, you know? So like sitting with yourself and like, why are you angry? What what's made you angry? And if if, if it's like I can't um, you know, I, I'm not gonna be able to run a marathon anymore like it's gonna be impossible for me like yeah. I like maybe that was my dream I'm never gonna be able to do that well if you get angry enough you will find stubbornness you will find fight and I bet you anything you'll run a marathon one yeah. day you know it's powerful so like it's it like is. maybe I'd like to give that as like my tip because I think sometimes we just hear too much positivity and I am team toxic toxic advice (laughs) you know (laughs) screw the perfect advice like I'm sorry like it's not always going to help you you've got to use what you have and when shit's going down you have anger yeah so you're gonna have to use her and use her and like laugh about it like that I would do that like I'd get so mad you know and I'd be like this kind of experience of just like laughing at the fact that I'm mad at my pancreas that's just like floating in my body now I'm like what if you yeah you know I'm gonna eat mini eggs today and like maybe I'll pay the price but then you show yourself that you can do it and then I learned like oh wow I can eat these yes maybe it's gonna lead to some high numbers but it's a choice it's like going back to that choice that control Mm -hmm. that's a thing I have you know and I unlocked that with my anger
1: (laughs) yeah no it's all about like energy allocation honestly like you know anger like you have that energy like but it's your choice whether you're gonna let that energy kind of like low and burn you or if you're going to invest that energy into something that yeah. can bring you light right so
0: i love that
1: yes that's exactly what it is just allocating it to the right spot yes um, the right source absolutely and yeah,
0: yeah just using what you have and just choosing to be happy because frick you just have to you just yeah. it's like you, with your acne it's i love that like what you're gonna spend five potential years
1: unhappy waiting excuse and then excuse me I, like I'll probably still have acne then too. <laughs> what am yeah. I, you know? Or yeah.
0: your tits will sag, and then you'll be sad about those, and then it's like, well, I'm never gonna be happy then. Like exactly.
1: <laughs> I actually just uh, I just made a video. I haven't posted it yet, but you know how this age filter is like all the rage now on TikTok, right? Yeah. And everyone's like, like, oh yeah. my gosh, I hate how I look. Blah blah. So I made a video. I haven't posted it yet, but I, I said like, okay, like you're looking at this image of yourself like much older. You're not liking what you see, right? And I was like, you're the youngest you'll ever be right now. So if you don't love yourself right now, when the hell are you ever going to reach that point? You know, yes. Yes! like it's just part of life. You know, you're going to like your skin's going to start sagging. You're going to get wrinkles. So like you might as well just start loving on yourself now and like let those negative opinions like be in the future. Because like, what the heck, you know? i genuinely believe hotness is an energy
0: absolutely absolutely I genuinely it's a fact like it is a fact you tune in and channel whatever you got going for you on the inside it reads on the outside and it's attractive like you know like that kind of like inner confidence like it really is it doesn't really matter on the outside because people are gonna
1: like you people are gonna want to be around you like
0: know exactly
1: I always talk about how like confidence because people ask me like how are you just like so confident? I'm like I wasn't like you know like I didn't come out of the womb like this. It's like it's a it's a practice like you know it's a choice I make every single day to show up for myself and be confident. And then now that I've been doing it for so long but it's been a journey to get here, it's just like comes a bit more naturally to me but there's still days where I like am not confident in myself and stuff but it is a choice and I totally agree with you like when you are confident it radiates onto other people and I saw this post the other day on Instagram and it was like when you can be so comfortable in your body that it makes other people comfortable in theirs you know and I think that's so important because I'm sure like you've you've definitely experienced this with what you put out on the internet but like I'm sure what you share and stuff makes other people feel more confident and comfortable in their body right because because you come on the internet with this you know rating confidence and you show people like you know what yeah I'm still hot as fuck even though I have like some medical equipment on me it does not matter the way I present myself and I'm sure that also like you know brings a glimmer as you said like in someone's brain and they're like oh Okay, like I can do that too. you yeah. she can do it, I can do it. Exactly. I, I just normalization is just so important.
0: Anything can be anything can be aesthetic. Like I love uh an aesthetic like acne video, like you know, like doing the skincare on acne skin. It can be aesthetic. Like yes. aesthetic is not perfection or and that's not even to say like acne isn't perfect, because who's to friggin' say what's perfect? Like again, if you have a healthy body, you you do have a perfect body in a lot of senses. Exactly. You know? But it, like with my medical equipment, like I can make a vibey video and the fit can have medical equipment. Like it exists, so, like that normalization, the more people like um, us that choose to go online and put out something you could be insecure about and force it into the category of like slay, it's like, like, it's exciting, it's exciting. And it just is proof that like people, the people who chose what was in suck and we don't need to listen to them. Like, yeah. we can all choose what's
1: in. Yeah, and it gives us, again, that, that sense of power because it's like, you know what? I'm dealing with this thing that sucks, but it's like I'm <laughs> choosing to, like, turn it into a good, positive thing of helping others, and that right there is power. You know, it's literally yeah. taking anger and feeling it into something something positive, which I think is really awesome. So kind of shifting gears here, I've talked a lot about how on some, as much as acne sucks and, like, so painful and whatever, like, yeah. I... On lots of days, I am grateful for going through it because it's taught me so much. It's taught me that like looks are superficial. It doesn't matter like all this stuff we've been discussing. Is there anything that, you know, as much as like type one has given you hardship, like is there anything you're grateful for having it?
0: It's that's a harder one for me. Like I was asked that once. Like I was like interviewing for like some like during diabetic awareness month, and a reporter asked me that, and they're like, but they're like, what was the positive? okay and and it's tough because it's like I wouldn't say anything about this disease is necessarily positive. Um, but it's it, yeah, it can teach you like, I guess that like nothing nothing's permanent. Mm-hmm. like some of the harder lessons that are beautiful lessons to learn at a young right. age, which is great. like your health is not permanent, you know, like good things aren't permanent. Um, nothing's guaranteed. you aren't owed anything by anyone. Like they're not wow. exactly like positives. you know what I mean? But they're good lessons. For sure. You and know? not
1: not not many people get those lessons so early on.
0: Yeah. Exactly. And so that's what I have been grateful for is like I'm getting them now and it's and it's tough now, but I'm so much more ready for other stuff to come and I know my limits mm-hmm. a little more. But at the end of the day, like it's it's still so sad to have had to like learn these things. it's sad for anyone anyone to learn hard messages but yeah you can always draw the silver linings from a hard message um but yeah it's just it's just been eye-opening to just kind of like how I was living life I feel like before I was just living life like very unaware right like as if not that I was invincible because I still had anxieties about like planes and stuff Mm -hmm. you know like I didn't think I was invincible but it did shift into perspective like whoa this is real and yeah you're not owed anything so like Mm -hmm. everything want you got to
1: go get wow that that point there you made like about no one knows you anything and you have to go out into the world and get what you want like I don't hear that one often especially from like people our age so that that's a that's definitely a very eye-opening um lesson and it, it can be frustrating like you mentioned there like you know I've I I feel like during my life I had to kind of grow up really fast you know like I'm, I'm 21 now and I feel like from the age of like 12 like I had to like kind of be an adult and mm-hmm so many people in my close circle tell me like Livinia, you're so strong like you've gone through all this like you're so strong and it's like some days like it's like I'm grateful that like I I was able to build so much strength by this age but yeah. other days I'm like well I don't want to be strong you know like I I don't why did I have to go through all that shit just to like yeah. you know like you know so kind of exactly like you said like I I didn't they're great lessons to learn but like why did I have to learn them so young you know so yeah it's
0: that's a tough pill to swallow i I don't have any advice on how to swallow that pill it's i think it's a pill that exists in all of us that had the harder hand early
1: because that's just
0: not really when most people are getting their hard hands yes so it it can feel very frustrating you can feel very mad at like the universe or whatever that's a tough that's a tough experience um and it's not exactly a positive one but it does really wake you up quicker and we will have advantages from that and just as people who don't go through tough things have advantages so exactly.
1: like,
0: there's pros and cons to both
1: oh absolutely and at the end of
0: the day you just got to sit with that hand you're dealt. like we were saying like you choose how thing. to
1: how to take yeah. that hand yeah, yeah no absolutely and I think you know like I think we all learn like a lot of the same lessons as we go throughout life whether you know we learn some earlier on you know you learn some earlier on than a lot of other people your age you know they will might they might learn them later on in life but at the end of the day yeah. like you're all probably going to learn similar lessons um and the fact that you can have this platform online and inspire others and and push them is is really great um before we end off i do want to kind of end on a lighter note um yeah. what are kind of some of your let's go back to like you being an act uh actor and stuff like what are your some of your goals for this next year um in like the acting space i'd really love to get like a comedic
0: role on a show okay. even if it's like one episode <laughs> like just someone give me a chance to play like a quirky whatever character yeah i would really really love that like i love embarrassing myself lavinia knows because she came <laughs> and saw like the comedy i have no problem embarrassing <laughs> myself i'm like give me the opportunity i'll do it like no problem yeah. you know like anything like that i would love to do anything like that and uh yeah just just getting a chance to i just love comedy so much i love making people laugh i'm like addicted to it so just somehow if i could just make that my every day like that would just be so great which is why i'm trying to make my tiktok that like i'd love to make people laugh even just like on a it's not even it's not even like it's good like
1: i know my vlogs aren't good yet but i'm like i'm trying I'm yes oh like, I, no matter if no one's watching i'm watching them. <laughs> oh <okay>. yeah perfect <laughs> No, that's awesome. Well, I hope that that goal comes true because I would love to see you on a show because you make me laugh so much, even just from your TikTok. So like, I, I'm definitely rooting for you there. Um, And one more question here, um, kind of tying it back to the theme of this podcast and everything. What is one kind of rule of beauty standards or, you know, social media or whatever that you want to see like people break down more over this next year?
0: I think filters. Like, I think they're really bad for us. And I think they're helping no one, like even the person using them. Like uh, when I used filters, they weren't helping me. So I know it as a fact. Like when I stopped using them, I started actually being able to accept my face. Yes. Which is like very necessary. Like you need, you know, if you're constantly subconsciously telling yourself, like, I need to be covered. I'm not good enough. I need this. Wow. Like that's a really tough road to be on. And then it's not good for your audience either, because the only reason this like beauty standard box is so Frickin armored and like bulletproof is because we're all refusing to show that normality exists like and, and like right. everyone's like trying to be perfect and these filters I think are just I'd love to see people stop using filters I get so sad when I see like a favorite celebrity like and I, I know, know the DVD mode is on I'm like dude you're like, like one of the most beautiful people on the planet how are the rest of us supposed to get by yes. like you think you need exactly
1: the exactly
0: like it's such bad messagings so I, I really look forward to the day where everyone just starts embracing like who they are yes. because like there is so much beauty in so many humans and I think we all know that so why are we letting why are we letting the beauty standard win that's the real question
1: mm. yeah you know yeah, we got to take that control back there and, yes, and fighting yeah, fighting that battle. And I actually did a full podcast episode. I think it was episode five where I literally I think the title of it was like, this is why you should stop using filters. Like I did a whole episode because like they are so toxic, they're addicting Ooh, and they just like, yikes, like, yeah, there's nothing. They they provide zero person with anything positive, in my opinion. Yeah they don't send out anything positive and they don't give anything positive.
0: And they really are like, I understand it's a shield. Like I I understand it's a shield, but it's, um, there was nothing coming at you. Like there was no reason to put up the, the, the shield, you know? So like the more you tell yourself that you need to hide, like the worse it is, like to, to find the confidence journey, you know? And yes, like shitty people exist and like trust, like we've talked about our hate comments. So people will think like, yes, I do need a shield. Yeah. But if enough of us put it down, then we all collectively won't need one.
1: Yes, I so it, totally It's agree like a
0: circle, you know, like it's like it's hard to ask people to do that. I get it because hate comments are horrible. Um, But we win when they come down, you know? Absolutely.
1: Yeah. No, and you went against the hate comments and the beauty standards. And I, I mean, obviously, I always advocate just working day by day to break down those beauty standards and the walls of them. But it really is going to take more people than just like me and you and um, other mating creators. It'll really take like a lot more load of like more and more people just joining this whole kind of um, community of like normalization and embracing who you are. But I, I think we can do it with, with enough, with enough people. I think one day, one day, everything will just be. The shift is coming for sure. It is. Yeah.
0: Like I'm really excited about that like there's like a lot of things when I think into the future that I'm like very afraid of and I'm like oh bad vibes like, yeah this is like the one where one, I'm like no yeah. it's is coming this is a good shift
1: yeah the one glimmer
0: yeah one glimmer out of the whole yeah. like scary future
1: absolutely <laughs> and- well Taylor thank you so much for coming on Loud Talk with Lavi oh, no. I enjoy our talks all the time and me too I love talking with you yes like you're like just such a like breath of fresh air in this industry and i could have you on for like fifty thousand episodes because i feel like we have (laughs) so many topics to talk about but i appreciate your time today and um i know anyone who listened in is probably like super grateful to hear about your experience as well because you have a lot of amazing things to share go check out taylor on all her platforms i'll have them all listed down below you're on tiktok instagram and youtube as well right
0: i'm trying with youtube but
1: yeah okay, well go subscribe to her on youtube yeah. let's build that up for her and um <laughs> hopefully all of you are rooting that she she gets on a um a show yes. or a movie or something because we need to see more of her face like everywhere
0: oh i hope yeah if i i'll i promise if i ever get invited to the oscars one day i'll, I'll go no makeup like just get me there yeah
1: so <laughs> i love we'll that normalize
0: it let's do it
1: okay well, we got to make that happen. Well, thank you so much for your time, Taylor. Um, if you are listening on Apple or Spotify, go check out the video version on YouTube. Make sure to give it a thumbs up and comment down below what you thought about this episode as well as what you want to see in the future. And if you are listening on Apple, Spotify, or any other streaming platform, make sure to rate this podcast five stars, please, if you yes. did enjoy. <laughs> and follow along on uh, Instagram and TikTok, uh, Loud Talk with Lavi for the shorts and just more daily um content in regards to this podcast. But thank you so much, Taylor, for getting loud with me today. Remember to stay confident and stay loud most of all. And I will, well, I guess you guys will hear from me in the next episode of Loud Talk with Labby. Bye, everyone.